And welcome to our podcast, Sounding Off with Kim Munson. This is part two of a series that we're doing with Dr. Jill Vecchio uh, regarding the Great Reset. And there is so much going on out there trying to connect these dots, and the dots are connecting. And Dr. Jill Vecchio is one of the, the people that really, she has the intellect, and she also has the ability to take information, put it together, and make it understandable for everyday people like us. Dr. Jill Vecchio, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me again, Kim. This is going to be a continuation of uh, our, our first Great Reset talk, which so you put it out last Monday? Is that what it was? Uh, yes. Like, uh, not, Let not me get the date for you. Over like 10 days. Yeah, that's when it, I think that's when it went on your website. Anyway, so it was really kind of the first part of the Great Reset and explaining to people. I'm going to review just a little bit of it, uh, but we want to spend most of the time moving on. So I, I highly recommend that people watch or listen to that podcast on the Great Reset on your website, Kim Monson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. You got it. And um, I think it's episode 75 or Correct. something. But just, just put Jill Vecchio, V-E-C-C-H-I-O in there and you'll find it. And please send it to as many people as possible. I've sent it to a bunch of people and got great responses. Awesome. This is stuff that everybody wants to hear about, um, but doesn't know anything about. And it's hard. It really is kind of hard to get an overall um, feel for it in a shorter in a shorter period of time. So, well, and that's uh, what's... Do you want me to go ahead and get started? Yeah, let's go ahead and or just jump ahead. right in. Okay, so, uh, so The Great Reset is really just a, a reiteration of books that have been written since the 1980s um, and turned into Agenda 21, which is a UN, a UN document. It's absolutely not a conspiracy theory. The left tells you things are conspiracy theories because they don't want you to go into... They don't want you to find out about them. They don't want you to research it. Uh, so they have to they have to try and debunk it before it can go anywhere. Um, the uh, in in the 1920s there was a book by H. G. Wells uh, uh, called The Open Conspiracy, and this really kind of will give you an idea of what this this whole process, this whole thought process, this whole movement. And agenda has been going on for over a hundred years, but H.G. Wells, who is a very famous writer, uh, he did War of the Worlds, and he did something on time on time travel. Um, he wrote this book, The Open, Open Conspiracy, in 1928, and these are still the principles that are being used for the Great Reset. So the old religions of the world must give way to the new religion of collectivism, in other words, communism, socialism. The new religion should be the state. And the state should take charge of all human activity. Boy, they're sure with trying the to do that right now, in, aren't they? <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and with, the, with the elitists in control. So this is like the world's oldest, uh, oldest scenario of human nature is that powerful and wealthy people think that they should be running everything. And the rest of the population, the little the, the peasants the peons. should be kept in their place. Yeah, the peons are just there to do the work to provide the things that the elitists want, right? So, so that's, the, that's the mindset. It has been going on for millennia since the dawn of man. So keep that in mind when you're talking about the Great Reset. So first we had Agenda 21 in 1992. 190 or 179 uh, countries signed on. It's not an official treaty, but they signed on to it. George H.W. Bush, our, our, that, that president, while he was president, 
he was the first president to mention the term new world order. He Biden just did it the other day. A Republican. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and now it's coming out over and over. Yes. Yeah, so he and Hillary Clinton, like on the same day or something, used the same term new world order. It used to be on YouTube, a video of it. Uh, now they've taken it down. But um, new world order. And uh, so H.W. Bush attended this meeting in Rio de Janeiro in 1992. He didn't sign on to it, but Bill Clinton did. And then Obama signed on to Agenda 2030, which was done in 2015. Now, Agenda 21, the reason it's 21, um, is because it's meant for the 21st century. Agenda 2030 was named that because they, they made up a list of things that they wanted to accomplish by 2030. So understand, folks, this isn't that far away. And there are other goals that are listed in other documents that are 2025 that they want to have happen, folks, in two and a half, within two and a half years. And these are drastic changes. So I don't, I don't know all of those. I've read some of it, um, but and it, it's frightening to think what they want to accomplish by 2025, like major depopulation. I said before, if you don't remember anything else from the Great Reset, from these talks, understand that depopulation, depopulation, not pop, not just population <laughs> control, depopulation is a m massive part of their agenda. And to get more on that, you've got to go back and listen to the podcast that you and I did before. Okay. Um, and there are there are so many examples. If you if you look at some decision that's being made, why are they letting? All these uh, drugs, why are they letting fentanyl come across our border? Why aren't they closing the border? Why are they letting criminals out of prison? Why did they, why did they make COVID? Why are these bio labs going on all over the world and in Ukraine now, right? Why are these bio labs in Ukraine? And that is not a conspiracy theory. It's absolutely true. It's, it, it, we, you can watch the Senate testimony on YouTube or Rumble with, you know, um, Victoria... Ah, Newland, Victoria Newland admitted there were bio labs, bioweapons labs in Ukraine funded by the United States government. Wow. So our own government is funding a lot of things that are hurting the American people. Why would they do that? If you remember the Great Reset, they want to get the world's population down to one billion with a B, one billion people from 7.6 billion people. The Great Reset, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, the United Nations, they are all about watching the population, watching the trends, what's going on. Uh, and then we have, you know, literally unlimited abortion. Why would you right. do that? Unless you wanted to get rid of people. You want fewer uh. people in the world. So there are so many things that, uh, and, and there are all these questions about the vaccines. What do the vaccines really do? When you and uh, Dr. Jack and I were on last time, a study had just come out of Sweden that showed that the COVID vaccine, the mRNA vaccines, actually cause cancer uh, genes in your body that um, monitor cancers and help to kill cancers, that the, that the COVID vaccine, the mRNA va version of the vaccine, actually altered those cancer controlling genes so that they would not work properly and therefore more people would get cancer and that included the brca breast cancer gene so oh it was just kind of like you know yeah i mean you look at you look at the trajectory 
Uh, and then you go back and kind of go, is it, has this been the case with more than just these vaccines? Has maybe the flu vaccine? So, I mean, you can almost see a parallel uh, up clip in breast cancer, which was like one in 20 when I was in medical school. By the time I got done with my residency, and this is my specialty, it was one in 11. Now it's like one in seven or one in six women will get breast cancer. I mean, that's a monstrous elevation. And it's, and you could kind of, I'd love to see the curves next to each other of how frequent they, they increase the number of people, their recommendations for who gets flu vaccine. You know, so, so it's kind of like those, those are parallel lines over the same period of time where all of a sudden they recommended everybody get the flu vaccine instead of just the elderly and the young, the people that were at risk. Everybody has to get the flu vaccine. And then you see all this increase in cancers, increase in autoimmune disease, increase in autism, and increase in especially breast cancer. It's, it's kind of, it raises a question. I'm saying it raises a question. Well, and we need to put our thinking caps on and ask these questions, Jill. Right. And then you look at the, you look at GMOs and um, Biden was one of the executive orders or something that Biden has signed on to is a, a, pro, a project called 30 by 30. So they want 30 percent of the land in the United States to be owned and controlled by the federal government by 2030. 30 percent of our land. They're already they're really pushing um, conservation easements for farmers. That's a huge push. I, I, I get notices from the USDA and, and Farm Service uh, agency or whatever it is, um, because we have farmland in Iowa. So I get, um, you know, we have companies and stuff. So I, so I get notices from them, and they're really pushing farm easement, farmland easement, which the farmers give up for a period of years, uh, part of their farmland, don't farm it, and the federal government pays them for it. Well, hold on. If we farmed all our land, maybe we, maybe we wouldn't need GMO seeds. You know, for increased mm-hmm. increased uh, yields. Anyway, uh, yeah. Why why would why would uh, Biden shut down the oil if it weren't part of this? Uh, you know, great reset, sustainability, blah blah blah. We hate humans using natural resources, so they would rather let the entire world suffer and perhaps go to war before he'll open up our pipelines. You know, right. This whole Russian-Ukraine thing wouldn't be wouldn't be nearly what it is if we were still if if the United States were still energy independent and a net exporter. We could be we could be supplying oil to Europe, but instead we're all being we're all being dragged into this Russia-Ukraine drama. Whatever the truth of that really is, I think we're being lied to yet again. But whatever the truth of that is, would not nearly have the impact if it weren't for Europe getting a huge portion of their oil from Russia. You know, it just complicates the whole thing. Right. Anyway, kind of throwing some things out there. Right. But whenever you think, whenever, you, whenever decisions being made by governments don't make sense, put it in the context of, huh, if they wanted to get rid of a bunch of us, 
Would that make sense then? Why they made that decision? But you know, Jill, I, I think I think you'll find it answers a lot of your questions. But when I talk to everyday people, and you you and I've been watching public policy for quite some time, and we've seen this public policy that actually hurts people, and when I've talked to people about it, I, I'm kind of expecting them to connect the dots and go gosh, we should not be giving government that much power. We should be walking this back. And sometimes, and again, very thoughtful, nice people will say, well, they wouldn't do that. Why would they do that? Yeah, why would somebody do that? Well, you got you got to understand. And, and folks, it doesn't matter if you believe it. They believe it. They think that this is a virtuous goal to depopulate the world so it will save so it will save the planet, fewer humans using the Earth's resources, uh, more open space, right? And, you know, yeah, I, I totally, we want to take care of the planet, absolutely. Um, I think there are other ways to control the population <laughs> rather than abortion and uh, uh, pandemic and starvation. Well, and do we really this? think... But do we really think that we should be God to control the population? You know, Jill, that's the thing with the left, the Marxists. All they ever look at is scarcity, and and their policies make things scarcer. I mean, here we are looking at—before the pandemic, uh, our economy was humming. We were taking all of this for for granted. But, I mean, unemployment, women, blacks, Hispanics, all-time lows— uh, people had more money in their pocket, real money in their pocket. Now we have these terrible policies, and uh, somebody said yesterday that a pound of butter had doubled in, in, in price. This is hurting people. And uh, so I think that we don't have to control population uh, because every person is treasured and valued. We have to shift our thinking to, instead of scarcity, to abundance. Right, right. Um, the Earth's resources are, you know, a relatively limited resource, but honestly, when you really look at the numbers, and I can't quote anything, but the Earth could still manage to support a whole lot of people, and if we do things right with technology and all this other stuff and, and handle ourselves properly, then, yeah, we could all live very happily on this Earth. Now, you know, the, and, you know, I don't think we want to go into the weeds on this because we're supposed to be talking about banking, but uh, the World Economic Forum, and I sent you that chart before from their website from February 10th, they have this whole list of things, the fallout from COVID. So I'm just going to go down a couple of them, but I didn't emphasize this in our first Great Reset talk, and I think that was a mistake not to emphasize it. Think I'm just going to read off some things from this list, but check, put a check mark by each one that was actually not even caused by COVID was caused by the government's reaction and decisions based on COVID or using COVID as an excuse for governmental control and and decisions on all of these things. And all of these things are things that the World Economic Forum is happy about. They love the idea that this whole list of things happens or is going to happen or is happening. Okay, so I'm going to go down this list really quick. Okay. Prolonged recession of the global economy, surge in bankruptcies, big firms and SMEs, whatever that is, and a wave of industry consolidation, 
failure of industries or sectors in certain countries to properly recover, high levels of structural unemployment, especially youth. All of that was caused by government decisions, lockdowns, you know, saying the big companies can stay open, but the little guys can't. Um, tighter restrictions on the cross-border movement of people and goods. That was government. Weakening, weakening of fiscal positions in major economies. Protracted disruption of global supply chains. That's government. Cyber attacks and data fraud due to a sustained shift in working patterns. Wow. I guess working working from home, I suppose. What was that? Lockdown. Mm-hmm. Government. Um, protracted disruption of global supply chains. I think I said that. Uh, cyber attacks and data fraud due to sustained shift in working patterns. Again, again lockdowns. Government. Another, another global outbreak of COVID-19 or different infectious disease. Ha, ha, ha. What did they just do? Russia just took out a bunch of bio labs in Ukraine. Thank you very much. Additional unemployment from accelerated workforce automation. Exploitation of COVID-19 crisis for geopolitical advantage. Gee, who is responsible for that? Every government. Governmental retention of emergency powers and or erosion of civil liberties. Governmental retention of emergency powers and or erosion of civil liberties. Exacerbation of mental health health issues, fresh surge in inequality and societal divisiveness. Yeah, BLM and uh, yeah, right. And who and who set those up? Those were privately funded. Sharp increase in inflation globally. We can see that now, right? <coughs> Humanitarian crises exas- exacerbated by a reduction in foreign aid. Anger with political leaders and distrust of government. You got that right. Higher risk of failing to invest enough in climate resilience and adaptation. Wow. So, it, 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 yeah. So, and then Klaus Schwab, I gave this this quote, as lockdowns are starting to ease, governments and organizations across the globe are turning their attention to the recovery process and the opportunity it provides to rebuild in a different way one that makes the world better for everyone and addresses the other great crisis of our time, climate change. Wow. And then he says, you know, we have to, we have to, um, the world must act jointly. This is Klaus Schwab saying this. The world must act jointly and swiftly to revamp all aspects of our societies and economies. All aspects, every industry, from oil and gas to tech, must be transformed. In short, we need a great reset of capitalism through government intervention, right? Wow. I mean, yeah. Wow. So it, it's it's uh, it's odd the way that they look at the world, but folks, it doesn't have to make sense to you if they're the ones that have all the power and all the money, and and it makes sense to them. Then you're going to have to deal with it, and you're going to have to realize that this is the way they think. Doesn't matter if you think that way, then you're just going to have to put up pull up your big girl panties and recognize what's happening in our world. This is not the same world that we lived in 20 or 30 years ago. This has been their plan for longer than that, but they have really accelerated and they they are in your face, shoving it down our throats at this point. Do you agree? I do agree. And it seems like, actually Jill, we were on this trajectory uh, and you mentioned uh, H.W. Bush um, and I, it's taken a while for me to understand that there's Republicans uh, that in are in on this whole Great Reset, this New World Order. Uh, Biden just uh, slipped and, and said New World Order just this last week. 
And um, so we've been on this trajectory, uh, the Davos group over in Switzerland, and along comes Donald Trump. And he put some fly in the ointment on this whole thing. He put in policies that actually helped everyday people in America thrive and prosper. And then everybody, uh, and when America prospers, it's good for everybody else across the globe. And so it, it, um, it disrupted their plans for a little bit. But that's now why, now that Biden is in, in the uh, office right now, that I think they're on more uh, speed to do what they're doing. Well, and also, one, another thing Trump, Trump showed people was how many, for four presidents, it was always kind of new normal, just deal with it. There's nothing we can do about blah, blah, blah. There's right. nothing we can right. do about oil. There's nothing. And Trump walked in and said, you know what? And, and honestly, within three years, he fixed inflation was the lowest it's been in how long. Uh, employment was high. People were thriving. Uh, oil prices were less than $2 a gallon. Right. I mean, it was like he showed that within three years, um, here, here's what you can do. So, folks, wake up. This isn't the way it has to be. And I just showed you in three years with most of the government working against him, with most of the working government working against him, two impeachment trials. I mean, it's like he did all this stuff practically single-handedly i mean imagine what could be achieved if people who really cared about the country and the people actually did their job and worked together to make to solve our problems to solve our issues and now the idea that biden comes in and wipes everything out like his first day in office with executive orders and just erases a bunch of stuff that Trump did, and now we're suffering for it. I think the cool thing is that we we did see that it's not impossible. It isn't. It's entirely possible. Uh, so I think that was that was a, a very important thing. Now the and the other thing is you know with the inflation we've got now, what is the Federal Reserve, which is not federal, is not a reserve. These are private banks private bankers around the world, around the world, the Rothschilds, they're not Americans, um, and, and the Rockefellers, they are, and um, they are Americans, but, but there are huge bankers, J.P. Morgan, um, all of these, all of these huge financial institutions privately owned are running the Federal Reserve, the World Bank, and the International Monetary Fund. Okay, so... They are, and and they're 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 the reason they were supposedly put in. Although that's a lie, but the reason they were supposedly put in their their objective was to control inflation and to maximize employment. Well, gee, and and to stabilize to stabilize the world uh, the, the economy. <laughs> well, they've not done any of those. Yeah, haven't. Have and this. now they're gonna. And now they're supposed to raise rates again. Well, what does that do with inflation? And the, you know all their printing money right and left. What does that do to inflation? All of every every single thing they're doing with all of these grant monies and and foreign foreign aid and sending billions to Ukraine. I wonder what's going to happen with that money. By the way, um, well, I have and, a uh, I have a you know, all the, theory all the on that on infrastructure. Exactly, money laundering, right? Right. So, it'll uh, it'll come back and it'll end up in a number of uh, Democrats. 
NGOs, yeah. yeah. Because why wouldn't they just send equipment instead of money, right? Right, right. Yeah, and it's just like, boom, here you go, $800,000, $800 million. And then and then you look at all the earmarks in all of the, the legislation. So they, they're borrowing money that we have to pay back with interest in order to buy votes so they can stay in power. What's wrong with that picture, folks? You know, they're going to build a bridge or put in a museum for blah, blah, blah in the infrastructure bill. That's not infrastructure. That's an earmark. That's, that's pork. That's, that's a politician. That's a group of politicians who want to pass some legislation uh, bribing another politician by saying, here, we'll put that little, uh, we'll put the, you know, piglet museum for, you know, Iowa, because I'm from there and I love pigs. Anyway, so I could say piglet museum in Iowa. I'm not going to take offense to it because I'm from there. Uh, so we're going to do a piglet museum in Iowa. And uh, so if, as long as you sign on to this infrastructure bill or whatever. And then the guy says, sure, I'll go ahead and spend the taxpayers' dollars so that you can get this legislation passed and then I can get reelected. I mean, come on. It's, 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 it's such a scam. So anyway, uh, and so much of our so much of our borrowed money, money borrowed from the Federal Reserve System, is spent that way, completely wasted, completely wasted, used for bribery and corruption. Anyway, I went through some of the ways that, that the banking system works. So when, when government passes a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill, they send uh, the Federal Reserve, they go, hey, guys, can you print up some money? Because they, they don't take in nearly, they take in a tiny fraction of uh, like the, the money collected from taxes in this country doesn't even pay the interest on our debt. Um. Doesn't even pay the interest on our debt. So our tax money is not the issue. The issue is the uh, the issue is is uh, inflation, the devaluation of our dollars or whatever you know our Federal Reserve notes in our pockets. It's the devaluation of that. Anytime they print money, so the Congress passes the $1.2 trillion bill, they send it to the Federal, say the Federal Reserve pass, uh, prints money, the government issues bonds like IOUs back to the Federal Reserve. That money comes flowing into our economy, $1.2 trillion. Uh, each bank that gets any part of that can loan out 90% so that the $1.2 trillion that was issued to our government for an infrastructure bill eventually becomes $12 trillion in new debt because the banks can loan out money that they don't really have. It's all, and, and it's all this, this is printed money, and we're all paying interest on all of this printed money. So who really wins in this whole scenario? is the Federal Reserve System and their private bankers. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine how much money is flowing into their coffers? And in every single war, they typically fund both sides of the war. So either way, they get that much more interest on the debt. They don't need to have the debt paid back. They just need to have more interest going to them. Foreign governments, the IMF and the World Bank, are in the debt. Their business is loaning money to these corrupt and poor countries. The poor countries can never pay it back, but as long as the World Bank and the IMF 
have loaned them money and they are indebted to the World Bank and IMF, there's private bankers. Guess who controls the world? Private bankers. They said, we don't care who's in office. We control the money for every country in the world through debt. Am I making sense? Yes. Okay. So that's how that's how that part works. Now, uh, and, and like I said, every time that they print money, that means the dollar in your pocket is worth that much less because they have just completely diluted the money supply over and over and over. You think about all the spending under Obama. Then you think about all the spending with COVID that Congress passed. And then all the spending since Biden's gotten into office. It's out of control. A trillion dollars is nothing to them. Absolutely nothing. Ever since, you remember when we thought the $800 billion for the bank bailout in 2008 was like the most we'd ever passed before? Right. Nothing now. That's nothing. So, yeah. So, so now we're seeing incredible inflation since Biden has been in office. And the question is, why are they why are they just pushing all of this spend, 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 spend? And what's going to happen to our banking system? Well, part of the Great Reset is a reset of the banking system. We've had this system since 1913. Uh, the current our, our central bank, and then 1944 for the World Bank and IMF. Well, they can only they can only play this debt game for so long, and this printing money and inflation game for so long. And we now have the technology because somebody came up with the notion of cryptocurrency, Bitcoin. Now, let's face it, most of our transactions are digital between credit cards, debit cards. And, you know, you can't go to your bank and pull out all your money. You just, it doesn't, it's not there because they're, they've loaned out far more than, they have, than dollars exist or there's any way to back it up with any kind of... Uh, metal and we're not on the gold standard anymore we haven't been since 1971 so it's not like fort knox is going to be the <laughs> support the dollars that are out in circulation it's all based on fake money it's all based on printed money that we're having to pay interest on money that came out of nothing where do we you know where does that come from so so the the elite okay this is the way they think and what they want to do the world elite want to reset our banking system so that it's a digital cryptocurrency that is run by a single world bank what could go wrong china with that has a, <laughs> yeah exactly china has a similar system where it's the bank of the uh, central chinese banks you can't even use credit cards or cash in in most of beijing you you can only make transactions through your cell phone that's connected to the Central Bank of China, and the Central Bank of China watches every move you make through their 5G data surveillance system. They have like one camera for every two people in Beijing. One surveillance camera on 5G for every person in Beijing. That's insane. So it's massive surveillance, and if you're misbehaving, if you don't aren't, aren't uh, abiding by every one of their rules, regulations, and mandates, then they can freeze your bank account. They can um, fine you and take money out of your bank account without your permission, without your control. You can't do anything about it. They even do it to companies. 
Wow. They're kind of like, oh, you know, you're not uh, you're not one of the favored companies right now. We're just going to take a, a few million dollars from you and give it over here and put it over here into housing or something. Wow. I mean, it, it's it's nuts how much control they have. But the global elites really like that system. They love. They want to do more artificial intelligence and more data surveillance and all this. And all this is in the Great Reset. It's an Agenda 21. All of these things are the same plan. They just give it a new name and write out some new rules. But now that we have the technology for a worldwide cryptocurrency, like a Bitcoin, it's not like Bitcoin, but that's what they're going to say. That it's going to be like Bitcoin. Oh, don't worry, everybody. It's going to be like Bitcoin. But except that it's going to be controlled by a single entity, which makes it the antithesis of Bitcoin. Um, I'll talk a little bit about Bitcoin. How are we doing on time? We'll We've got probably about ten minutes left, Jill. Okay. Well. Okay. So. So. Uh, let me go through the ESGs. Um, is that is that right? ESG. I get the order mixed up. Um, I th- yes, it is. I think it's ESG. It's environment. Yeah, okay. Sustainability, environment, uh, um, environment, social, and governmental okay. index. So I think it's the ESG index, environment, social, and govern, governance, governance or governmental. I think it's governance index is an index like a social credit system in China that's going to rank companies, uh, states, uh, agencies and people, individuals eventually, with a score, an index score, based on how well you are abiding by recommendations by the government, which is always following these days under under the elitists, it's always gonna follow WHO guidelines, right? Um, so it's, it, it's how well you are, uh, how, how sustainable your lifestyle is, how your how sustainable your investments are so at this point wall street is at the standard and poor's and moody's the ranking the two companies that rank are the two entities that rank companies for how how stable and uh, reliable they are uh, that kind of thing but how how good an investment they are we'll say uh, standard and poor's and moody's are both using ESGs, and they're calling it ESGs. They're giving ESG indexes to companies so that potential investors, including Wall Street financial institutions, will have, can make their investment decisions based on this index. Wow. Based on how well they abide by sustainable development, how green are they, are they invested in the right things? Are they using as much green energy or, as possible? Are they buying electric vehicles for their, you know, who knows, for their fleet cars? I mean, it, it's, and you don't even have to know that they're doing it. They're not even notifying companies. You know, companies can request an ESG index, but they're not even notifying companies before they're issuing an ESG index on a company. And that could, without your even knowing it, could affect your financial viability because you may be given a lower score and you don't know why someone's not buying your stock or investing in your company if they're using these ESGs and you and you can't even if you don't know it exists if you don't know they've issued it 
how can you fight it? It's like it's like they give you a credit score, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's like not having access to your own credit score, or not not even knowing that somebody's given you a credit score, so that you can even uh, argue or or defend. <laughs> you kind of try to change it, right? This is already happening. Uh, there are ESGs. Somebody said connected with some credit card companies, oh, where dear. ESGs are looking at individuals. Did you say that? Or no, was that someone else. Somebody else. Okay. Um, yeah, somebody else was talking about. Oh, is a friend of mine talking about ESGs and some credit card companies are actually starting to issue ESGs on individual people, or you know, to suggest you should get an ESG score or an ESG index. Talk about virtue signaling. This is uh, yeah amazing. Yeah, so that's so they would use their digital banking system, which would be a centralized banking system. Bitcoin is not centralized. Bitcoin, the reason Bitcoin came up, was in protest to a, our central banking system that wasn't working. So, so one person or some people, they still don't know exactly who came up with it, came up with Bitcoin, where it's a, it's a decentralized service where. There are people all over the world, thousands of people all over the world that have to validate transactions. So it's completely decentralized. And there is no, there is no bank that you go to. You have your wallet. You, you have your account with you all the time. You control your account, not a bank. You don't have an ATM. You don't pay somebody to take out your stuff. And you can, you can transact with anybody anywhere who has Bitcoin. People who don't have bank accounts can still trade in Bitcoin. And what are governments around the world doing now? They're regulating Bitcoin. They're shutting. They're trying to shut it down. They're trying to ban the use of Bitcoin. What's Russia doing now with all their sanctions? Russia's using Bitcoin. There are other countries who want to go more to Bitcoin, to decentralized Bitcoin, than want to stay on the, the oil-based dollar system, than want to get away from the U.S. dollar as the main source of trade in the in the world, which were, was forced upon them, if you purchase oil, you have to use the U.S. dollar to do it anywhere in the world. Now that's being threatened. The, the the Great Reset elites want to reset the banking system. They're going to call it Bitcoin, but it's not going to be Bitcoin. It's going to be completely centralized cryptocurrency. Like we said, if you can control healthcare, energy. Um, healthcare, energy, and money. And there was one other one. I can't remember what the other one was. Healthcare, energy, money. Anyway, food? if you can tr- control four things, yeah, yeah, food. Then, then you can control anything. You can, you control the entire public, the entire world, and it would be run by the elites, who are the corrupt elites, the powerful people, the bankers, the central bankers. You know, it's it's a. Uh, and like I said, folks, this isn't this isn't stuff we're making up. This is stuff that they have written down. This is what they want. This is what they believe, and they don't. They're not even. They're not even trying to hide it anymore. No, they're not. And that's why. But I think that with all of the media out there, all of the bombarding of people with information, the goal is to keep people confused, uh, kind of overloaded with all that information uh, but as you said uh, Jill it is right there uh, let's button yeah. up this uh, podcast and uh, schedule part three on this important conversation okay now so 
to button this up, I'm just going to throw this out there. If you wanted to replace the current monetary system, and like if you're an elitist, pretend you're an elitist, somebody who's very wealthy, very powerful, can, can you know, it's untouchable, can do kind of what you want. <coughs> Excuse me. If you wanted to replace the current monetary system, which you had created, right, the elites created the Federal Reserve, Central Bank, IMF, and, and honestly, it was deception from its inception. Complete, completely introduced deceptively. Anyway, so they created the system, and if you wanted to replace that with a new system that only you would control as an elite, how would you do it? Number one, you need a crisis, natural or orchestrated, like COVID, like, oh, Russia, Ukraine, World War III, right? You would devalue the current currency so that people lost faith in that currency and became desperate. So hyperinflation. What have they done since Biden's been in office? We're getting close to hyperinflation. Minimize the options for the average person so that there's no safe investment. How much, what kind of, what happened during Obama and what's happening in Europe? Zero to negative interest rates so that anybody trying to invest their money has to do it in something riskier than like a, a certificate of deposit, a CD. You have to do something riskier. And then, they, and then the, the markets are so volatile that you're just as likely to lose it as it, lose money as you are to make money. Um, they, can, they can confiscate gold. FDR did that during the, um, uh, during the Great Depression. Ruined farmers. They're already like, decreasing the amount of farmland. Uh, and now with the Russia oil thing and, and cutting down our oil, fertilizer is made from oil. If you don't have fertilizer, you're going to wear out your soil. So within within three crop years, crop seasons, your soil is going to be exhausted, and it's not. You're not going to get number one if you don't have fertilizer. You're not going to get the yields the first year. But if honestly, you can completely exhaust the soil if you don't have fertilizer on your on your land. You have to have it in order to have enough of a yield to feed the country. So now you're going to look at real food shortages. And they're getting ready to plant right now. Now it's when you put the fertilizer down, right now. And if there's a shortage of fertilizer right now, a food shortage could be a real issue very quickly. Um, credit, credit, uh, credit scores, animal, um, or animal diseases. If, if, they can, if they've got all these bioweapons labs, they're doing anthrax, which is, kills cattle, hoof and mouth disease, cattle, uh, mad cow disease, cattle and, and people, um, avian flu, which we've already seen two and a half million turkeys and chickens in uh, the Midwest have had to be euthanized uh, because of avian flu that started this year. Imagine that. Swine flu. There are all kinds of animal diseases, and once one animal in a herd has it, they have to wipe out the whole herd. Did they get that? They have to wipe out an entire herd because they've been exposed, and you can't put that into the food supply. So it doesn't take very much to completely annihilate or certainly cause a massive food shortage of, of meat animals um, with, with very little effort. Um, and then commodity prices are going to go sky high, which is going to be more inflation. Small businesses are going out of business. It influences the supply chain. These are all things that you want to have happen if you want to change the entire global system to a great reset or a new banking system. 
then you can control the message. You control communication, media information censorship, create fear, desperation, starvation, financial panic, right? I mean, we're getting close. People will then accept anything when they're scared, when they're desperate, when they're starving, when they've lost their money, financial panic. People will accept anything offered to them. I still and, think and we, we are on that. We are on that trajectory. And that is why it takes everyday people like you and me speaking truth into this. Uh, it is daunting, uh, and it, it, but we see that it is government-induced. It's induced by these PBIs, these politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties. And we just have to step forward every day, battle in this idea, uh, battle of ideas, which you are doing, uh, Jill, and not give up. As um, Churchill said, never, never, never give up. Your final thought? Um, we can we can go on talking about this next time, but send this to send this again to as many people as possible. If it doesn't do you any good to not believe this, at least question it, at least hold it in the back of your mind, because until you recognize what they want, what they have been saying that they want for a hundred years, at least fifty years. Until you recognize that this is what they want, we're never going to be able to stop it. Well, that's why we if have you to just speak- continue to bury your head in the sand and go, oh, this is just so weird. I just can't believe it. Well, sweetheart, it's because you've been asleep for a long time. And those of us who are awake get it. And we want to do something about it. But if you stay asleep, if you choose to stay asleep, then you're part of the problem. You're not part of the solution. And there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us for this Sounding Off with Kim Munson podcast. And always thank you to Dr. Jill Vecchio for her excellent research and perspective.